Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is U-Turn. Lent is a season when we respond to Christ's love by turning and returning to God. Join us in this renewal process and become part of God's holy work in the world. 1 John 1 verses 8 to 9 puts it this way, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 12 to 21. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, and so death spread to all because all have sinned, sin was indeed in the world before the law. But sin is not reckoned when there is no law. Yet death exercised dominion from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sins were not like the transgression of Adam, who is a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God and the free gift in the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for the many. And the free gift is not like the effect of the one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brings justification. If, because of the one man's trespass, death exercised dominion through that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. For just as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. But law came in with the result that the trespass multiplied. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that just as sin exercised dominion in death, so grace might also exercise dominion through justification leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Here ends the reading. In modern times, there is a strain of the Christian tradition that shies away from speaking about sin. It seems there is worry that the word sin is too aggressive, too in-your-face, or that it is a somewhat quaint concept, no longer relevant in a postmodern world. The thought is that folks won't come to church if they anticipate being challenged to reflect on their sin, individual and corporate, versus a message exclusively focused on God's mercy and grace. Life is hard enough, the argument goes, and so why pile on by reminding me of my sin? I don't think there is a one of us who believes we do not sin. There's nothing wrong with putting on our big boy or big girl pants and honestly discussing our sin. If we don't talk about it, if we ignore it, our sin continues to hold power over us. It is in honestly acknowledging our sin, in holding up our sin in the light of day and looking at it straight on, that we come to know how our sin is separating us from God, from one another, 
and from creation. This honest examination has the power to dispel sin's hold on us. Sin, and our salvation from sin through Christ, is the focus of our passage from Paul's letter to the Romans. Paul sets up a comparison between sin's grip on the world, going all the way back to Adam, and the redeeming grace of God through Jesus Christ. Regardless of where you stand on the doctrine of original sin, we can all agree that something is broken in God's created order. The story of the fall in Genesis 3 enfleshes what we know to be true, that we continue to desire to be our own gods, in our need to control, in prioritizing our appetites and desires, and in cultivating a self-sufficiency that reduces our interdependence and relational responsibilities. We often aren't aware of these tendencies in ourselves. None of us wakes up each day saying, ooh, how many times can I sin today? In what new and interesting ways can I hurt others and myself? And yet, in our weakness, in our anger, in our ambitions, we absolutely continue to sin. We know the truth of Paul's statement, made later in this same letter. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but do the very thing I hate. Paul understands that even as we've committed ourselves to Christ, even as we pray to become the people God created us to be, even as we hope to see evidence that our lives have become more Christ-like, we will still fall short. We will still miss the mark. We will still be convicted of the need to repent and return. Paul understands all of this. And he wants to reassure us. He tells us we have been made righteous before God through the redemptive work of Jesus. We don't have to feel despair at our inability to get it right. Because God's love for us allows us to stand before him as his beloved child. God, Paul tells us, has responded with characteristic abundance. Where sin increased, he says, grace abounded all the more. Sin is regrettably, unavoidably, a part of who we are. We will sin, but our sin does not have the last word. God in Christ has the last word. God is on our side against sin and death, and nothing can separate us from His abundant grace and love in Jesus Christ. That is good news indeed. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, 
that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you.